0: Well, good morning. There's no red dot on the floor. So, um, Bobby, am I in the right place? Okay, good. (laughs) I'm Reverend Nicole Riley, lead and teaching pastor here. I want to welcome you to worship, whether you're here with us or you are joining us online. If you want to follow along today, we have notes on our sermon app, and I think they're really helpful as we talk about some of these concepts over the four weeks we're in this series And there also was a a bookmark that was given out on the way in if you're here with us. And if you didn't get it, you can get it on your way out. And if you're online, you can uh, find that on the PDF in the email that went out on Friday. Or you can always email us and we'll get that to you. How comfortable are you with the basics of faith? Some people would say that they're very comfortable. They have a a wide understanding of the faith basics, but others would say, not so much. I totally know how that feels, to feel like you have big pieces of your understanding of the faith kind of missing. I mean, I grew up in church and I was pretty much there every single week, but there were still things I just... I felt like either I was sleeping that Sunday or I had skipped that Sunday. I had just missed some pieces of my faith. I think sometimes when we are attenders in church and we're on the journey of faith, there's assumptions made about what we know. And what we're trying to do over these four weeks of the series is to look at some of these basics. And if you didn't know them, kind of bring you up to speed. And if you do know them, to help you take it to the next level. So far, we've talked about the Trinity and how we understand God. Then we talked about the Bible and how we understand our scripture. And each week, we're also having a a symbol that's part of it. So first week, we looked at the Trinity, and we had the three-leaf clover, the shamrock, and then the Second week, Pastor Michelle, as she talked about the Bible, talked about what's called the Wesleyan quadrilateral. Uh, today we're going to talk about prayer. Uh, on my way in today to uh, worship, my husband asked me, what's, what's the topic today? And I said, prayer. He goes, it doesn't sound very exciting, but I'm sure you'll do a good job. <laughs> when we think about prayer, we need to look at Maybe not that it's the shiniest and brightest thing of our faith, but it's an important piece of our faith. So I want you to think about, in your own life, where you are with prayer. Is prayer a regular part of your life? Is, is prayer confusing to you? Is prayer something you'd like to know more about? We're all in different places with this. And so wherever you find yourself today, I want you to know that we're all here to grow this morning. So we're going to start with the most basic of things. What is prayer? The most basic definition of prayer is prayer is talking to God. It's about directly addressing God with the things that are going on in our own heart and life. It is our communication to God. This God who created us, who redeems us, and who sustains us. Prayer can be formal, like words that are written down and we maybe recite them in a formal setting like the church. Or prayer can be really informal. We just speak off our heart and Maybe it's around friends or at the dinner table in the evening. But however we understand prayer, formal or informal or both, we can know that prayer in itself is not meant to be complicated. And prayer doesn't have to be perfect. Prayer is just about being real. So today, as we talk about prayer, We're going to look at these four things. First, we're going to talk about our hearts in prayer. Then we're going to talk about doubt and faith in prayer. Then we're going to look at a specific. I'm going to teach you a way to pray that's called the up, in, and out triangle. And then today you get a bonus called the gain of prayer. So let's start with our text today. This is from Daniel chapter 9, verse 18. Oh, my God, lean down. And listen to me. Open your eyes and see our despair. See how your city, the city that bears your name, lies in ruins. We make this plea. Not because we deserve help, but because of your mercy. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So as we begin and we talk about prayer, we're going to talk about starting with reflecting on the state of our hearts in prayer. And our text this morning is helpful as we explore this. It comes from Daniel, which is found in the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament. And it's a helpful text because Daniel is praying to God and asking for God's help for the community and he asks in a particular way, in a, in a way that is uh, humble, in a way that is open. He asks not because of what he's done and that he deserves God's attention. He asks because of who he believes God to be. This is an important text in my own prayer life because it reminds me that when we come to prayer, It's not about what we deserve, but it's about God's great love and God's great mercy toward all people. Think about that for a minute. Prayer is about not what we deserve, but about coming to God because of God's great love and God's great mercy. For all people. This, I think, is an important word for all of us because if we want to grow in our prayer life, it's important that we understand it's not about praying in the right way. It's not about saying the right words. It's not about having a prayer that's not too long and not too short. It's none of those things. Instead, it's about opening our heart, humbly coming before God because we trust in God's love and God's mercy for us and for all people. I hope that helps you, especially if you are newer to prayer, to embrace that. We're all going to have perfectly imperfect prayer lives and we don't need to worry about getting it all right. We, If we haven't been somebody who has been a person of prayer, that's okay. God's mercy meets us here today and invites us to take that next step in a perfectly imperfect prayer life. And this is good news because when we talk about prayer, it's about our next step with God. It's not about God comparing us to the great people of prayer. You know, God doesn't look at us and say, oh, well, compared to Mother Teresa, not a great prayer. Instead, God invites us to bring our whole self and to bring that and share that with him. So I want to now look at the second piece I want to share with you today. I want to look at doubt and faith in prayer. And I bring this one up because I think it is common for many of us to not develop a deep prayer life because of our confusion around doubt and faith in prayer. Scripture from Mark 9 has always been helpful to me. It says, immediately the father of the child cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. Now, this verse is set in the context of a man who has an ill child. The disciples have not been able to heal him, and so he goes to Jesus and he says to Jesus, If you are able to do anything, please help him. And Jesus responds, If I'm able. I mean, can't you just hear it? Like, if I'm able. Another translation puts it this way. It says, if, there are no ifs among believers, anything can happen. And no sooner were the words out of his mouth that the father cried "Then I believe. Help me with my doubts. Love that. I believe, help me with my doubts. Because a lot of times that's what prayer is like for us. We stand in these two streams. We believe, but we also struggle and doubt. There are times that some of us will have a strong faith. And then there are times when our faith will feel weaker, more filled with doubt. What I love about these words is they acknowledge the reality that many of us will experience throughout our life. Sometimes we think, oh, if I doubt, then I shouldn't be praying. No, we can actually pray the words, then I believe, help me with my doubt. We've spoken of how doubt is not sin, doubt is part of our very human condition. But I invite you to pray through your doubts, to pray. Then I believe, help me with my doubt. And I will find, I have found, and I bet you will find as well, that God will help you in the midst of doubt. Okay. Those are the first two things. Those are kind of our foundational things for today that give us this foundation to talk about prayer. Now what I want to do is I want to talk about something very practical I want to teach you a shape that will help you remember how to pray. We're going to look at the shape first, and then I'm going to teach you how it can work in your own prayer life. And the shape is this triangle. You see it also here on the wall. You see it on our slide for the series. And it's a little different shape of a triangle than we're used to. It has these lines in it. And this is called the up, in, and out triangle. And it's used for a variety of things, but one of the things it can do is it can help us think about how we might format a prayer, how we might pray. Have you ever been in one of those situations when someone asks you to pray and you're just like, no, please don't ask me? Here is a little format for us to use, um, certainly in our own prayer life, and then it can be adapted for a more public piece. So we're going to look at this. This shape is the triangle, and it's a simple way to remember. That's why we use a shape. It just helps us remember we can see it in our mind. So let's look at each of the pieces. We start with up. Up is what connects us to God. When we start any prayer, we start by addressing God. And we can use whatever words we use to address God. You might say, loving, holy God. Or you might say, heavenly Father. Traditionally, a lot of prayers are directed to the first person of the Trinity. You could say, creator. Or you could say, God, as a way to be inclusive of the whole understanding of God. So first we begin with addressing God. And then here's the second part. We give thanks to God. We say, thank you. Now, this is important for us because it sets our heart up as we begin to pray. And it reminds us of God's provision for us in the past. And that helps us trust God more in the present. So we thank God for what God has done So we say, loving God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for my family. I thank you for my friends. I thank you for getting me through this situation that I've been dealing with. This upward piece is to connect us to God. The next part of the prayer form is in. And this is a time for you to reflect. You are to bring to God God feel comfortable bringing to God the things on your own heart the things you are dealing with in your life where you're struggling where you want to grow this inward direction may be you know you bring to God the fact that you're dealing with anger or you're dealing with some regret in your life or you have a health concern for yourself Or you want to grow. Maybe you bring to God your prayer request to help you follow through on your commitments. Whatever it is that is going on with you, in this inward, we bring it to God. And we say it in our own words, not worried about saying it in the right way. Now, part of my practice when I do this piece is I add in something like, I know you hear me and will answer me. And I add this because it's a way to affirm my faith in the midst of whatever doubt I may be struggling with. Another thing I found about this is when I end this part of the prayer with, I know God that you hear me and I know that you will answer me, it actually opens my eyes to see how God is answering me throughout my week. It kind of gives me the ability to see more. If I believe God will answer, I am looking for how God will answer. Now, of course, God is not a cosmic vending machine. And there will be many times when our answer to prayer is not what we think it should look like. Not what we expected. But I see in my life God's movement more often when I expect that God will respond out of his love, out of his mercy. And then last is this outward direction. This is when we pray for others. Um, we are called to be people who pray for one another. So this might be you are praying for your family or for your friends. You're praying for the world. You're praying around issues where you see injustice. You're praying around um, those who are suffering in times of poverty or violence. Or you pray for the environment and and helping with that. You pray around people who are suffering from racism. You pray about something you saw on the news, something that's bothering you. We are called as people of faith to pray for one another, to pray for the world, to understand that we are called to be about God's reign and rule among all people. We are called to pray wherever there is injustice. I like to end this time when I pray for others in the needs of the world with, God, I trust you. Show me what I can do. And I, and I add that part in because I believe that God does act and God does act through us. That we are God's hands and feet. And there's been many times when I have said, show me what I can do and God does give me something to do. Maybe to learn some more about the topic, maybe to give financially, maybe to reach out, maybe to make a call. All things that God calls me to do. So let me summarize this big idea for us. When we pray using this form, the triangle is just a way to remember it, up toward God. We address God and we thank God. In toward our own needs, And we affirm our faith that God will hear us out toward the world. We bring our concerns for others, and we affirm our trust that God is working in the midst of the world. And we ask how we might be God's partner in that. And then we end it all with, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now I recommend this simple form to you. It's easy to remember, it's memorable, it's doable, and it's something that you could teach someone else, a child, a youth, someone who had no idea how to pray. So I recommend it to you. And I know that in my life it's been life-changing to have these forms that then help me think through what I can bring to God. So I recommend it to you. Okay, today's bonus. (laughs) Because as we talk about prayer today, I want to share with you something that is newer to me in my prayer life. I'm always trying to figure out how I can uh, grow in my prayer life. And this is one of the things that's been helpful to me. And I'm calling it the gain of prayer. Let me explain the concept, and then I'll tell you how it works in prayer. The big idea is that... In this life, we can focus on the gap or the gain. Now, the gap is where we fall short in life. And the gain is what we have achieved. So, for example, if I set a goal that I wanted to read 20 books and I only read 10, if I focus on the gap, I focus on the 10 books I did not read. I focus on how I fell short. I focus on how I did not make my goal and the ideal I set up. But if we switch it and we focus on the gain instead, we focus on the ten books we did read, not on the ten we didn't. Now, why does this matter? Well, studies show us that when we focus on the gaps in our life, we are more discouraged, we are less motivated, that it affects our mental wellness, and that it affects our ability to stay the course with our own goals in life. It's easy to see life's gaps. We're wired to see life's gaps. It is more of a challenge for us to see life's gains. So here's how I use this in my prayer life. Every night when I go to sleep, I review the gains of the day, and I give thanks. I think back on my day. I think what, what happened during the day, and I focus not on where I fell short, but I focus on um, what the progress was, and I give thanks to God for that. And then I look forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow. I look at what's on my calendar for tomorrow, and I give that to God, asking that there would be gains in the midst of whatever gaps happen. I ask for God's wisdom. I ask for God's leading and strength. And when I do that, I have found a couple things have gone on in my own prayer life about this. I have found that I have more energy for the day. I found that I feel more connected to God in the day. And I will tell you, even though it only takes five minutes, I usually do this as I'm falling asleep at night, it's a little addictive, because when you do this every night, you start looking for, what are the progress I'm making? What progress is happening here? How am I moving forward? How is God helping me move forward in life? Now, this all comes from a book called The Gap and the Gain by Dr. Ben Hardy and Dan Sullivan. I recommend the book. It has nothing to do with faith. It has nothing to do with prayer. I've just kind of adapted this idea. But if you're interested in this idea, um, on focusing more on the gain instead of the gap in life, I recommend it to you. So today, I wanted to help us think about prayer. I wanted us to think about our hearts in prayer and coming to God humbly and open. I wanted us to think about our doubt and faith in prayer and to remind you that doubt is part of life and that you can pray in the midst of doubt. We learned about something very specific, a way to pray with the up, in, and out triangle. And then we talked about something new that I'm doing in my prayer life, the gain of prayer. Now, there is a lot that we did not say today. There is a lot when you talk about prayer. And there is always more for you and I to learn. But my hope today was that you would hear something that made you more open, more interested, More willing to grow in your prayer life wherever you find yourself today to try out the triangle to try out thinking of your life in this concept of gains instead of gaps prayer matters my friends it is an important basic in our lives prayer changes things because prayer changes us so May we embrace prayer, and may it take us beyond the basics. Let's pray.